Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, hey, thanks so much for joining me again for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about 10 habits that are very common among high achievers. And I think many of us find that we are high achievers in some aspects of life, but not all. And that was certainly the case for me before weight loss, where I felt like I was a very high achiever with a lot of my goals, but I would run into obstacles all the time when it came to weight loss. And it used to really frustrate me. Like, if I have what it takes to do all this other stuff, why do I not have what it takes to follow through with reaching my goals? And so there are some commonalities, common characteristics that we see among people who routinely reach their goals. And you might find that you have some of them, but there are a few that you could really use some improvement with. And so we're going to go through those today. Before we dive in, want to give you a quick reminder that the Primal Potential iPhone app is now available in the iTunes store. And it is only for iPhones right now because we just wanted to kind of start small and see how it goes, and it is free. The primary reason that I put this together is really just for convenience sake, to have all of the content, the blogs and the podcasts in one place. iTunes recently restricted how many podcast episodes you can see from a given show unless you are subscribed. If you're subscribed to the show, you can see everything. But if you're not, you only see the last 20, which can be super frustrating. Now you can easily scroll through all the podcast episodes with just one swipe of your finger and all the blog posts as well. So you don't have to go to your podcast player for podcasts and the website for the blogs and all that stuff. I do want to clarify, though, the emails that I send out to everybody on the free VIP email list are not aggregated in the app at this time. So you do still have to be on the email list to get that. The other reason I created the app Um, is for the upgraded version because many of you were talking about how you feel really tied into your goals and motivated when you listen to the podcast, but the podcast isn't every day. And so some of you have said, can you do a seven day a week podcast, which maybe one day we will transition to. But for right now, what I decided to do as a sort of bridge is to put together short one to three minute daily motivational messages, messages to remind you of your goals, keep you focused, keep you encouraged. And these come through the app. When you upgrade the app within the app and the daily motivation tab, there is an option to subscribe for $4.99 a month for daily motivational messages that come right through to your phone, right in the app, and they don't disappear. So if there's one that really resonates with you, you can play it for yourself every morning or in a moment of temptation or frustration when you 
you just really need to get tied in to your goals. And I talk all the time about how motivation isn't something that just hits you once and stays with you. You have to create it every day. That's true for me too. I still have to actively create my motivation every day and it's kind of funny. I listen to these messages. Yeah, they're me. I recorded them. But that's almost even better sometimes because I can motivate myself listening to these messages every day. And I do. I probably there are three or four right now that resonate with me the most. And when I'm facing temptation, and I do often, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling unfocused or unmotivated, I just replay them. They're short. Some of them are as short as one minute. Some of them are as long as three, three and a half minutes, but easy to listen to when you're kind of in a funk or just need to recenter yourself. So that is available now. Just search Primal Potential. It's right in the App Store. It is free. And then you can upgrade if you want to get those daily motivational notes as well. All right, let's dive into today's topic on the 10 habits of high achievers, people who routinely reach their goals. And like I said a couple minutes ago, maybe you're doing a great job with some of these, but there are a few that you know could be improved in your life. You don't have to tackle them all at once, but maybe pick one and do one thing each day to help you improve in that area. The first that I want to draw attention to, habit of high achievers, is continuous learning, right? Because the truth is this, we are only limited in life by what we do, by what we know, and what we do with what we know, right? So really, your opportunities and your ability to achieve your goals is completely limitless, it's based only on what you know and what you do with that information. So there's nothing wrong with TV and there's nothing wrong with music, right? But when you can put information into your mind, not necessarily to learn facts and figures, but to grow your ability to stay focused, to stay positive, to stay motivated, to be surrounded by, even virtually, high achievers. Some of the most dangerous words that anybody can say, and I deal with this all the time with my coaching clients, are the words, I know that. So many times we hear something and we say, I know that. Here's the truth. If you aren't living it, if you aren't representing it, you don't know it. You might have heard it before, you might understand it, but you don't know it if you don't own it, if you don't live it, right? Saying the words, I know that, closes off your mind. And so many times it stems from defensiveness and ego. It prevents you from really receiving the information in a way that you can implement it. That sort of kind of cavalier, yeah, I know that. I've heard, I get it. Uh Uh-huh. That's holding you back, right? So don't jump to, I know that, when you hear something, because if you don't own it, if it is not a habit in your life, you don't know it, right? So continuous learning is a really significant factor for achievement and growth and success. And this doesn't have to be reading books, although it certainly can be. It can be listening to podcasts. It can be networking. It can be having people in your life who've done what you want to do. And of course, it goes without saying that knowledge isn't enough. It's not just about learning the best nutrition strategy or learning about building habits, but really applying it, how to incorporate what you learn into what you do. 
You can have a lot of really intelligent people who do not practice what they preach, who do not apply what is in their head. And that is not enough. So, but part of learning is learning how to bridge that gap, learning how to implement and learning how to kind of take that step from knowing to doing or thinking you know to really owning that and demonstrating it in your daily choices. The second of the 10 habits of high achievers is that they look for solutions, not excuses. And I talk about this all the time and I know people tend to get defensive and I get that because I was there. But really, when we confront a problem, we have a choice. We can stare straight at the problem and complain about the problem or we can change our focus and say, all right, I see you problem. Now, what are my options? This is a paradigm shift. So many people are constantly arguing for their limitations. It's nonstop when you hear them talk. I mean, it's so easy to identify it once you start paying attention. I'm so busy. I'm exhausted. I'm so stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. And you know, the reality is, by and large, successful people, high achievers, they don't talk that way. High achievers, you will not hear them saying, I'm so exhausted. There's so much going on. I haven't slept in days. I don't know what I'm going to do next. All these things that we say, if a high achiever is stressed, it's not that they don't get stressed out or they don't feel overwhelmed. Rather, they do something about it. They don't waste time telling stories and kind of drumming up the sympathy vote. They make a change. Maybe they meditate or they cut out unnecessary obligations. They get out of their heads and they take more action. But so many of us, and sometimes we cycle in and out of this, it's the woe is me story. Work is so crazy. The kids are out of control. I've been fighting with my husband for days. I can't stop eating sugar. I've been totally on a bender. Whatever it is, successful people don't talk that way. They don't just waste all this energy talking over the problem. They do something about it. They recognize the challenges. They don't deny them. But instead of throwing their hands up in the air and stomping around talking about how hard things are and how they wish life was easier, they get moving. They take action. Right? What are my options and how can I handle this? They look for solutions, not excuses. They are not complainers. The third habit I want to talk about of high achievers is mindfulness. More often than not, successful people stay in the moment because that is the only time and place that they have to take action. They stay in control of their choices and they don't waste their mental energy hanging out in the future or stressing out over the past. They actively practice mindfulness, being in the present moment, taking advantage of right here, right now, instead of worrying about what's ahead or what happened an hour ago because they can't do anything about that. And to be a high achiever, you have to do things. And I want to say that this is not something that necessarily comes naturally, mindfulness, but it's something that is practiced, something that you focus on improving, right? It is something that you have to work on. That's why meditation is called a practice. And mindfulness and meditation aren't necessarily the same thing, but meditation absolutely helps with mindfulness, recognizing that you are not currently present, right? That you are hanging out in the future, worrying or perseverating or stressing over something that went wrong in the past or something you wish you would have handled differently, recognizing that you are in one of those two places and gently bringing your attention back 
to right now. Then your mind wanders again. Even for people who are wonderful at mindfulness, your mind will wander again and just non-judgmentally bringing it right back to right here, right now. And there are some guided meditations in the Overcoming Emotional Eating and Self-Limiting Behaviors e-course. Some of them are as short as 60 seconds. So this isn't something that you need to sit down for an hour with, you know, the kumbaya mindset. This is something that you can do in just a matter of moments. The fourth habit of high achievers is that that they take action in spite of fear. They are not fearless, right? They just take action even when they are uncertain. Everybody experiences some degree of uncertainty and nervousness, degrees of fear, and really fear is the opposite of mindfulness. Seriously, fear is anticipation. It's based on the future, something that hasn't happened yet. Fear is anticipation of pain in the future. So it's imaginary because it hasn't happened and it might not ever happen and it's not going to happen right now. It's something that you fear out ahead, something that you have no power over in this moment. Fear is imaginary. And I can't believe I'm about to quote Will Smith of all people, but hey, why not? He says, and I love this, danger is real. Fear is imaginary, right? So you are being held back. You're not doing something you want to do because of something that isn't real. The truth is that we were born with only two fears. This is proven. Falling, fear of falling, and fear of loud noises. Everything else that triggers fear in you is something that you were taught and it's probably based on something that has not happened. So high achievers move forward in spite of fear because they know that fear is imaginary and it is based on the opposite of mindfulness, placing yourself out ahead and anticipating something uncomfortable. The fifth habit of high achievers is that they keep their eyes on their own work. And this is such a kindergarten lesson, but it's a great one. Don't judge and don't compare. It's throwing away your energy. And we should all be less judgmental of other people. And while you're at it, be a little less judgmental of yourself. Because the reality is that somebody else's journey has nothing to do with yours. A few weeks ago, I posted one of my workouts on Instagram and I I posted the work that I did and that it was as many rounds as possible or no, it was a certain amount of rounds completed for time. And one of the very first questions was how heavy was the weight that I lifted on one of the exercises and how quickly did I complete the workout? Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding that. I answered the question and I said how heavy the weight was and I said how quickly I I, uh, finished the workout. But I also said, Who cares? Because her response was, I could never do it that fast. Who cares? It's not a competition because your body responds to your best and your body doesn't give a damn what somebody else eats, how somebody else loses weight, how heavy somebody lifts, how often somebody works out, how fast somebody runs, how much money somebody else has. Your mind might care, but in terms of getting results, That has nothing to do with anybody else. And high achievers recognize this. They understand that it can be a total waste of energy to compare. It's not relevant. It messes with your mind. And more often than not, it makes you feel like crap. And if you're comparing yourself to somebody that you judge as kind of 
beneath you, below you, then it gives you a false sense of ego. Because who you are and what you're capable of has nothing to do with anybody other than you. The sixth habit of high achievers, and this one probably seems really obvious, but so many people miss this, is that they know what they want. I think in order to be successful, you need to be really specific about what you want. The number one reason people don't reach their goals is because they don't really truly know what they want. And I've talked about this at length in the Overcoming Emotional Eating course, which I'll link to in the show notes, but here was my problem. I was always pursuing weight loss. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight. I had this number in my head where I would be happy. But I'll tell you the truth. And when somebody once told me that weight loss wasn't what I truly wanted, I was so mad and so defensive and so certain that they were wrong and they were right. What I wanted was to love my body. What I wanted was to love what I saw reflected in the mirror. And here's the reality. You can lose 100 pounds and still hate what you see in the mirror. You can lose 100 pounds and still not feel comfortable in your skin. So I had to get clear on what I really wanted. I wanted confidence. I wanted to feel sexy. I wanted to feel happy with my body and proud of myself. And if I hadn't identified that, I could have lost 140 pounds and not had that. I had to simultaneously work on that, work on appreciating my body and crafting my body, transforming my body out of love, not out of hate. Otherwise, I'd sabotage myself because I would look in the mirror and not like what I see and then punish myself with food. So not knowing what I wanted really held me back in pursuit of my weight loss goals. So it's so important to get clear on what you want. The seventh habit of high achievers is that they understand the impact of small decisions. And you hear so many people say, don't sweat the small stuff. But what I think that leads to is this attitude of, oh, just this one thing won't hurt. Just this one cookie, just this one day, just this one morning, just this one meal, just this one party. Who are we if we are not a sum of all the small decisions that we've made? It's the same thing with debt, and I talk about this in the parallels of me paying off a significant amount of debt and me losing a significant amount of weight. The attitude of like, this $5 purchase doesn't make a difference. I mean, seriously, as much as my debt is, what's $5? Your ability to get out of debt is how you handle those $5 decisions over and over and over again. Your ability to reach your weight loss goals is how you handle those little decisions, those small indulgences that you think, ah, just this once, I'll start tomorrow. Those little decisions and your decisions in the face of small temptations make or break your ability to reach your goals. So high achievers understand the impact of small decisions and that is the key to progress. The eighth habit of high achievers that I want to talk about is that they're positive, right? There is an epidemic of negativity. And one of the things that was such a paradigm shift for me when I was looking at why can I reach my career goals and why can I reach my financial goals, but I can't reach my weight loss goals. And this was a big game changer for me. Ready? When I was trying to get out of debt, I did not, I did not think a hundred times a day, I did not think I'm terrible with money. I'm never going to get out of debt. You know, I blow everything I make. Instead, I was like, all right, this is a pain in the ass, but I'm going to do it, Right. When I was trying to reach career goals and make advancements at work, I didn't tell myself, you're so lazy, you're terrible at your job. No, I had confidence in my ability to move up the ranks at work. Now, when it came to weight loss, though, 
I was saying, you're so fat. You've always been fat. You're such an emotional eater. You have no control. You're not motivated. You do okay for a couple of weeks and then you blow it. Well, with that kind of negativity pumping into my head day in and day out, that sure impacted my choices. And if you don't believe in the power of your thoughts, go into your child's bathroom right now. Pause this. Go into your child's bathroom with a stick of lipstick and write on their mirror, you're a loser. You would never do that, would you? Because that would make an impact. And yet you pump into your head day in and day out, you're fat. You're lazy. You never make it to the gym. You overeat. You eat when you're tired. You eat when you're stressed. All of these things, and you don't think that makes a difference? You bet it does. High achievers do not talk so negatively to themselves like we do when we're trying to get something done. The ninth habit of high achievers is that they practice perspective, right? They practice the the perspective that there doesn't need to be this constant state of trauma and drama and issues and problems, right? Because the things that we work ourselves into a frenzy about, by and large, are not a big deal, but we create them to be a big deal. I went to a conference a couple of days ago and I was talking to somebody outside and they were like, oh my gosh, what a morning. I overslept. You know, my car wouldn't start. Then I realized I had to get gas. And so by the time I got here, I was running late. I stepped in a puddle when I got out of my car. Dude, you woke up this morning right? I mean, you made it here. You have the opportunity to go to this conference and learn and grow and improve yourself. And it, and it happens all the time. So many times we're like, I totally blew it this weekend. I wasn't going to do the cookies and I ate the cookies. And then I had a half a bottle of wine and now I feel awful and I feel bloated. You know, dial it back. Practice perspective. High achievers do not sit there and beat themselves up and, you know, stress out over little things that in the scheme of life, in the scheme of the day, in the scheme of what you want are not a big deal. They practice perspective. Yeah, there are bumps in the road and yeah, there are crappy decisions, but there are also great decisions and there are also opportunities. For every struggle, there are far more opportunities than there are challenges. The 10th habit of high achievers is that they are productive, And that doesn't mean that they are busy. In fact, oftentimes, busyness is the opposite of productivity. When I hear people say, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. There's so much going on. I've got a million things. I've been nonstop since six o'clock this morning. Congratulations. Were you productive? Certainly doesn't sound like it, right? There's this kind of competition for who's the busiest, who has the most going on. I would rather be very not busy and highly productive, identifying what the highest impact activities are in my day and getting those done. And if I get those done and I feel great about it and I want to do more, awesome. And if I get those done and I feel great about it and I want to sit on my butt, awesome, right? High achievers are productive. They understand what is most important and they do that. They don't just have to keep themselves busy doing things that really don't matter one way or another. I want to be productive, right? If it doesn't make an impact, if it doesn't move the needle, and if somebody else can do it, I don't want to do it. So I would love to know what you think of this list. And I'm going to go over it one more time quickly. And then I'd love for you to email me and tell me if there's anything that you would add. So high achievers are always learning. They look for solutions, not excuses. They practice mindfulness. They take action in spite of fear. They keep their eyes on their own work and avoid comparison. 
They know what they want and what they're going after. They understand the impact of small decisions. They're positive. They practice perspective and they are productive, avoiding the trap of busy. So shoot me an email if there's anything that you would love for me to add to that list. Want to wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Started the morning, again, I'm kind of on a trend here without the bulletproof coffee. I just had black coffee, a couple of cups with stevia, but most of it just black. And then after my workout, I had a packet of fat fudge. I don't know. I know you guys, uh, I introduced you to one of my mentors, Mary the Paleo Chef, on the show several weeks back. She has released individual packets of her famous fat fudge, which is a little, um, like I said, single serve packet. It's got grass fed butter, tahini, which is a paste from sesame seeds, cacao to give it a chocolate flavor, ground coffee, turmeric, cinnamon, sea salt, maca, raw honey, vanilla, and cayenne. It is delicious and it packs a punch. It makes me feel like superwoman. Uh, So I had a packet of that. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. She's currently doing pre-orders. I'm not an affiliate. I don't make a dime. I just happen to really enjoy this product and wanted to let you know that she's doing pre-orders so that she can move towards working with a packing partner and get this out in mass. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. If you want to try it out, now is an awesome time to support her. And if you uh, check her out on Instagram, let her know that uh, I sent you over there. I love her to pieces. She's a friend of mine. And then, uh, so that was after my workout, a packet of fat fudge. And then several hours later for dinner, I had a really big salad. I don't often do a lot of salads because I prefer, you guys know, the Brussels sprouts and the cauliflower to the leafy greens. They fill me up more. But I was in the mood for a salad. So I had a big salad with about four cups of greens, some tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, and a pretty big, about five ounce filet of salmon that was delicious. I love salmon. So that is what I ate yesterday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic fantastic day. Don't forget to check out the free Primal Potential iPhone app over in the App Store. And let me know if you've got questions or struggles or challenges or I can help you in any way because that is why I am here. If you haven't emailed me yet, what the heck are you waiting for? I want to help. So have a great day and I will see you soon. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.